Amber, I don't have a degree, so I, I, I don't think I'm qualified to be there. And now I'm just like, okay, everyone matters. This is the About IBD podcast, and I'm your host, Amber Tresca. Welcome to the limited series I'm calling The Summer of Activism. Over the next several weeks, listen to these quick hits on a variety of topics that will not only inspire you, but also give you the tips and ideas you need to go out into the world and create positive change for people living with inflammatory bowel disease. Some of the topics I will cover include attending medical meetings, traveling to Washington, D.C. for a Day on the Hill events, meeting your elected officials in their office or when they hold local town halls, and being a speaker or a panelist at events as a patient. A little background about me, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis at the age of 16 and had colectomy surgery with J-pouch creation after 10 years of continuous disease caused my colon to become deeply ulcerated and precancerous. I'm a writer, editor, and patient educator who specializes in digestive disease and Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and indeterminate colitis in particular. You can learn even more about me and my disease journey by visiting my website at aboutibd.com. In this episode of Summer of Activism, you'll learn how to start creating a connection with your congressional representatives, what it's like to attend a town hall, and how you can make an impact for people living with IBD in your local community. I asked Chantal Bethay of Chronically Strong to talk to me about how she forged a relationship with the office of her congresswoman, Alma Adams, and with the congresswoman herself. It started quite simply as Sean explains. Years ago, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, they were um, urging us to reach out to our representatives. And I don't remember what exactly was going on because this was literally years ago. But I reached out and I tried my best to give a personal touch to the email that I sent. Um, and I did. I got a response about a month later. So I think that was the first time that I ever got involved in politics at all. And um, after they reached out, I believe they signed me up for their email list, too, which was also a really good resource that I didn't realize at the time. Once Sean was on that email list, she started to get notifications about local events where Representative Adams would be appearing. That's when she decided it was time to take the next step in activism, and she did it for two reasons. I think it was two things. So the first part of it is I had friends that helped me accountable and that reminded me that this is something that we need. Um, and then also the feeling of you received this email, which is basically the equivalent of an invite to make a change and to raise your voice. And it would be almost foolish to talk about how we need change in our community, how we need representation, how we need um, just all the things that I say day to day, but not accept an invite to actually talk about that on a public platform and to actually talk to the people that matter and the people that do have um, you know, a very large hand in the change that I want to make. It's not an easy thing to go to a town hall or another event by yourself, especially for the first time. The idea of entering into this new community of political activists comes with uncertainty, but Sean explains how after she got over those hurdles and decided to go, she was immediately made to feel welcome. 
even though it was very intimidating for me at first and intimidating for me, like even the drive there, I was nervous. And I'm like, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Um, just pulling up and seeing like so many people just ready to help and like pointing you in the right direction just so that you can attend this and be on time. Um, it kind of showed me that there's no way that this is as quote unquote bad as I'm making it out to be or as bad as I thought that it would be because like there wouldn't be so many friendly faces and helpful people and there wouldn't be so much encouragement to join this. Um, so that was kind of my mindset, at least going into it. After I had a seat, it was really, they just addressed, um, they addressed a lot of different topics. I don't really remember, but she had, she had a speech that she gave and I remember it was really empowering. It was just kind of about the community and why she does what she does. Um, after that, which this is all in probably an hour, maybe the course of like an hour, maybe two hours, because um, they had some different people come on. I remember it was hosted by um, a comedian. So it made it really fun and really lighthearted. And every time he would introduce someone, it was like a joke or something. So it was almost like attending um, like a lounge event or something like that. If you like go out at night and you just go to like a lounge and kind of sit there with the comedian kind of up there talking, but it's still very educational. So it was very lighthearted. Um, then when she gave her speech, it was that part where it was more empowering and, hey, let's get to business now. Um, after she gave her speech, she invited everyone to talk about things that they wanted to talk about or bring to her attention things that they felt like were important. They don't have all the time in the world, obviously, and the event is um, at some kind of place where they can't be there all night, basically. So everyone doesn't have a chance to speak, so you really have to let it be known that you have something important to say. So a few people stood up, and some of them talked about healthcare. Some of them talked about business and um their side of things as a small business owner. I remember that teachers actually stood up and talked about that, which was important to her because she was a former teacher for years. Um, but she also has a big part in the health community and she had already um, supported different things that I later found out. So that kind of made it easier for me to stand up and talk about IBD because I knew that she had knowledge of other conditions especially when it comes to kind of the autoimmune cloud where all of our conditions are kind of tied together in a certain way. I felt like she might be a little bit more understanding than what I expected at least. So that was my opportunity after a few people went because I was definitely intimidated and definitely wanted to see how everyone else handled it. But um, I took that opportunity to speak on our topic. I asked Sean about the more practical side of making a comment or asking a question at a town hall event. As she said, not everyone that attends is going to get the opportunity to speak to the room and to the representative. That's why she has some advice on how to prepare to ask your question and to make sure that you get that microphone. Um, each of us, we kind of raised our hand. You want to, you have to be assertive in this because there are so many other people who want to speak and who have um, something that they're just as passionate about. 
I kind of raised my hand from the beginning, but at first I was more hesitant. And then as it came time and I realized like, hey, you're running out of time and this is really important what you have to say. Then I kind of asserted myself and let them know like, hey, this is this is my time. But they did. They just brought us the microphone. No one um, went through our questions or anything. Some people actually a lot of people wrote stuff down, but some people kind of just spoke from the heart. Um, I was actually a lot more comfortable when I saw that other people had stuff written down that they were literally reading off of a page because I was so nervous that I don't think I would have remembered what I had to say while I was standing up there because obviously I had my stuff written down too. So it just made it very comfortable and very um, like an open platform, open dialogue. What if you've never been involved in politics before? What if you feel as though you don't have the right to ask your question or make your comment because you're young. Sean explains how she overcame these obstacles and how she felt while she was asking her question at the town hall meeting. Honestly, I was shaking. I was so shaken up just because I don't know anything about politics. So standing up there, it kind of made me feel like I questioned it at first because I was like, oh my goodness, like, are you the right person to do this? You know, like you, you are like this small, insignificant being, you don't even have a degree, like what do you have to offer? And that was kind of going through my head for a long time during that event, because I hear all of these educated, like super powerful people speaking. And I question like, what am I doing here? But I will say immediately after I got done asking my request, she made me feel like it was the most valid thing in the world. And I will say after I got done with my last word, I don't remember what the last word was of that sentence, but everyone started clapping. In that moment, I felt the most empowered that I've ever felt in my life. I felt like my experiences, not only my experiences, but my questions are valid. And I think that a lot of times I question that, like, is my question valid or am I just ignorant? But hearing these people understand and actually support me in what I'm saying and what I'm doing and actually seeing her up there saying, I will take care of this for you, made me feel like all of that anxiety, all of that worry, it was worth it. I don't even know anything that would explain it better than being hurt because afterwards they had this reception and so many people came up to me saying, my cousin has Crohn's, my daughter has colitis, my son has an ostomy. And it was amazing to see these people that one, listen to me, but two, can actually empathize because they understand what I was talking about. And knowing that if I wouldn't have been there, then that wouldn't have been addressed. I was speaking to a piece of legislation. You know that I don't know that name. <laughs> and I was so nervous that I actually could not find the bill number. So she's like, what bill is it? And I looked at my paper and I'm like, um, and she's like, it's fine. Like we have it. So don't, you know, if you get nervous, it's okay. If you forget, it's okay. We're all human and they understand that because they're human too. As I was talking with Sean about this experience, I think she was recognizing how impactful it was, not only for her local community and the IBD community, but also for herself. She has some last words of encouragement for you as you take your first steps 
into activism? I would just say it was amazing. I was able to make a new friend, um, get to know the congresswoman. <laughs> That's great. Um, and make a change. So I would definitely recommend it. It's so, I know it's so intimidating and but it's good. You'll be fine. Trust me. <laughs> so my blog is chroniclystrong.com and I can be reached on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Bethay underscore. And I'm not even going to spell that out for you. I'll just let Amber put it in the notes. Thank you to Chantel Bethay of Chronically Strong for being the change and for detailing her experiences and attending a town hall and building a relationship with her congresswoman. And yes, I did include all her contact information in the show notes. If you have more questions, please get in touch. You can find me everywhere on social media as About IBD, or you can use the handy Contact Me form on my website, at aboutibd.com. If you really want to get on my good side, you can review this podcast in Apple Podcasts, and that will help me to keep making episodes and spilling mine and everyone else's secrets. Remember, until next time, I want you to know more about IBD. IBD.